0: hey what's going on everybody you're listening to the same show the show about nothing and everything I am your host Cliff and today I have a really special guest with us today I have joining us tennis agent at IMG Juan Acuna how are you doing Juan?
1: very good Cliff thank you very much for the invitation I'm very excited to participate and, and try to share some of my experience with you and and your followers
0: Yes I really appreciate you coming on the same show and taking time out of your schedule. I, I know you're probably a busy guy so, so it means a lot that you it's you know, okay. You can always
1: find time <laughs> for this uh, for these great opportunities so um, I'm very excited I'm very happy.
0: Thank you so much. Really quick before I introduce the topics, I like to always take a moment to shout out the listeners. So shout out to all of our listeners in all 50 plus countries around the world. I really appreciate you guys continuing to listen and follow, subscribe and show your support, sharing the same show and showing all of that great love. Really appreciate it. it. Means a lot. And it's helping elevate the same show platform. And if you're listening and you don't follow the same show already, be sure to check us out on Facebook. At The same Show, again, Facebook, The same Show. And then you can catch us on Instagram and Twitter at The same underscore show. Again, that's at Sane underscore show, S-A-N-E underscore show on Instagram and Twitter. Today, I'm really excited about these topics, too. We're going to be talking about representing athletes. We're also going to talk about the business of sports. Following that, we're going to have an interview with Juan so the listeners can learn a little bit about you, what you do, and a little bit about your journey as well as a sports agent and your time at IMG. Yeah. So let's go ahead and hop right into it with representing athletes. We, we had a discussion prior to the recording, and one of the things I made note of when I was putting together these topics is the fact that sports agents play a very important role I'll be honest <laughs> and I told you too that I, I used to work with music artists mm-hmm. so I understand it from that side right and yeah obviously I have my ideas as far as agents and so on and <laughs> and so when I think about sports agents initially I'm thinking about you know these the agents they work with athletes and you know their representatives obviously especially when it comes to the legal stuff Mm-hmm. and like they they do a lot more. And when I kind of looked into it, as far as how big of a role they play, I kind of learned that they're they deserve it, it's, especially mm-hmm. when we talk about those that are high paid and earn those great salaries because they do a lot for these athletes, especially thinking, like I was mentioning earlier about how NFL athletes didn't weren't being really represented by agents until the 1990s and you know just thinking about how much money these these franchises bring in and how they were in most cases undercutting a lot of these players Mm -hmm. who probably deserve more than what they are being paid these agents helped really come in and change the game and get those people what they deserve so outside of football agents play a very significant role when you look at the broader picture of athletes and representation. What are some of your thoughts around that?
1: Well, first off, I was listening to when you were doing the shout out for the listeners over fifty countries. That's impressive. Uh, congratulations <laughs> on that. But yeah, I'm I'm really I'm really happy to share some thoughts on this topic because it just personally when I was I, I was a tennis player myself. To to be honest, I never thought I would become a tennis agent. Tennis agent was never an option for me. It just presented itself. And uh, right now, I cannot see myself doing anything else. But it's it's so interesting. And I've come across a lot of people. When I'm trying to explain to them what do I do, I can see them. They're very surprised because they they weren't expecting it. They had a complete different idea of maybe what an agent was. Or Mm -hmm. they at least they don't know the whole spectrum of the things that go behind the scenes, right? The things that we have to see on a day to day, so it's uh, it's it's complex and and to share it with people so they can understand it better, so they can not appreciate it better because I know they appreciate it, but it's just understanding. For me, it's, it's great because it's it's such an interesting profession and it's fun. And I wish there were more people that, growing up, they say, you know what, I I want to become a sports agent. That I think that would be that would be something that for me would be a goal going back to the history of how a sports agency began and i think the first one started with i think golf it was the trailblazer for this when mr mccormick signed arnold palmer and that was in 1960 and and we was just by a handshake and after that i think that was the first time that someone started looking out for the players interest and dealing with the team owners association commissioners that before they used to take advantage with all these athletes that didn't really know what was going on. And they, they just had to settle for whatever they had in front of them. So it was, for me, learning about this, how it all started, it was even special because he was a big part of IMG, the, the agency that I'm working on right now. And then with golf, then it followed tennis, and then it followed baseball. And I didn't know NFL was a little bit late in the game. But right now, then, I think there's agents for anything. There's going to be agents yeah. for, obviously, the video game industry is, is booming. And now it's important The all the bloggers, the influencers, the, the YouTube channels. So all, all that is now becoming part of this industry, which is very exciting because now people get to learning a little bit more. Every sport is different, though. So uh, today we're going to learn a little bit more about tennis. And I'm happy to share it from my experience.
0: So that brings up a question that I have, because especially you talk about with golfers, and I, I appreciate the history lesson, too. <laughs> I did, I did no, not no know that's how, I guess that's what kind of birth IMG was that relationship with uh, yeah. Mr. McGuire and Arnold Palmer. Like, that's mind-blowing. <laughs> yeah, no worries. So because one of the things that came to mind for me while you were talking is with Tennis players, because it's not like with other franchise sports, at least from my outside perspective, where Mm -hmm. with the NBA, NHL, NFL, MLB, you have teams Mm -hmm. and you have a roster of players. You know, you work with the general manager and the the owner, maybe, and the vice president of player operations to try to come up with a deal. And it's, it's the same people over and over. I know when I think about tennis now Thinking about like, there's all these different tournaments and different cup, and mm-hmm. it's not. I guess to me, it doesn't seem as organized. How does how does that look on that side when it comes to being mm-hmm. an agent? Like, I guess my question to you is: is is it more complex or is it more involved, or or is there really like a some kind of system? Uh, mm-hmm. I guess where you you work with the the national tennis association mm-hmm. or whoever that organizes all of these matchups and things of that nature
1: yeah with tennis it's a little bit different because you end up being both you you end up being the agent and and the manager and sometimes people they don't know how to differentiate those two terms in a way when you talk about music or or a different sport the the managers take more take care of more of the day to day, the logistics, even the transactions in between the teams. And sometimes the agents, they're more behind the scenes, they look more for the commercial side to grow up the brand. they're They're more in the office doing the phone calls, trying to close out those deals, right? So but in tennis, we do both. We try to organize the day to day for our tennis players and negotiate with every tournament that they play to try to see whether they're gonna give them a fee just to participate. And which benefits we're going to be able to, to give them from, from the tournament. And you cannot do it for every tournament because some tournaments are just mandatory. For example, all the Grand Slams, the players have to play those tournaments. The Master Series, which there's eight in, in the men's side, you have to, those are mandatories. Therefore, you cannot really negotiate much with them. But when it comes to the lower Tournaments, The 500 tournaments, 250 players get to select out of the, the, the schedule the whole year to see which ones they're going to they're gonna pick. And so then you start negotiating a year in advance already. You're talking to the tournament, whether it's in Mexico or in Europe or in Asia. Mm-hmm. You tell them, hey, listen, the, the player I think would be great for your audience. Um, we're talking at the same time with this other tournament that is on that same week. Which? What can you offer? And so we're trying to uh, level up everything, put everything on the table for the player. Because at the end, you also want to make sure that the conditions where he goes to play, even even if he gets is getting a big fee, you don't want to take the player and, and play somewhere or on a surface or in you know, a like in a weather that he's not at his best. So it's right. Uh, the 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 one advantage or something I've I've been able to learn. From IMG experience and all my colleagues uh, in the agencies that you always try to, um, every time you talk to the, whether it's a brand or whether it's a tournament, you always try to talk from the player's perspective. Meaning like, it's not your decision as an agent or it's not your personality that's taking over. So you always try to tell the, the third party, it's like, okay, my player thinks this way. So let me, let me talk to him and see what he thinks. Put this on the table and I'll get back to you. You know, so we, we try to not make any decisions on the spot because we always want to make sure the player is comfortable around all these decisions. So, And it's also easier for us to try to negotiate because they cannot just put us on a spot and try to get a decision out of it. We always want to run everything, of course, by the players, you know. And so we have the time to get their advice and we have the time to also ourselves from our experience try to see what's best for the athlete.
0: Good stuff. You definitely sound like the kind of agent I would want to work with.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah.
0: All right, we're back. Now we're going to get into our next topic: the business of sports. You know, it, it, it's interesting that you were talking about some of the things you had mentioned in the previous segment and, and speaking about what agents do, right, and how to grow the brand. And I think that's more important now than ever, mm-hmm. because in the world that we live in, sports is going beyond their own arena, like everything else, mm-hmm. and getting into other things, because, you know, we talk about, you know, especially you know, video games. Mm -hmm. clothes, other forms of entertainment and business. Mm -hmm. And with athletes, they are growing teams and athletes, leagues, everybody. They're Mm -hmm. growing their brand. They're Mm -hmm. they're, they're working to grow their brand and extend their arms into other things. And a big part of that, too, athletes being marketable. I'm guessing from your point of view as an agent, right? Mm -hmm. Is that something that is becoming a growing trend when agents seek out.
1: Athletes. Yeah, 100%. No.
0: It's,
1: it's very, very important. And mm-hmm. uh, starting with just, so let's begin with the country, right? Like where 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 are you? Com- where do you come from and who do you play for, right? Like what's, what's that flag that you represent every day on the court? Because that alone is just gonna give you or put you on a different level of opportunity than the rest of the players. Um, mm. uh, for a tennis player, you get an advantage when you play when you represent a country that has a grand slam or is just big in tennis, right? Or they have a bunch of tournaments because mm-hmm. that means that the country you have the culture, you have the the fans, you have the people, you have the brands that they're already like engaged in the sport. So just for an example, if you're from from London, if you're from the UK, then you definitely have a different appeal to the brands, uh, and therefore you are more sick by the agencies to be represented because it's there's there's going to be a better opportunity to to bring opportunities and to to create mm-hmm. income so th- it's, it's a very important aspect for us in the recruiting process we at the end okay we uh, we also look for the story behind the players and we like we, we look for the personalities but if you can combine all these and and add the fact that you may from asia because. As, as you know, Asian market is, is booming as well. Every sports team, every tournament, there's a lot of investment going on, whether in Japan or in China. So that, it, it all plays a little role in the recruitment process. And it makes a big difference when it comes to an athlete doing well and being financially successful. So it right. is, is very interesting. Uh, before the performance, the results would be enough to to get the attraction of the brands but today you have more things that you need to be aware of including social media if you're a, an athlete oh. that does well but do you do not have that personality to have an instagram or to or, or yeah. you don't have a big following then there alone you you're already on, on a bad start for i can tell you many examples but I, I always imagine this myself when I'm talking to a brand trying to sell an athlete. The first thing they, they're looking at is the social media. Like, we're on the phone and we're, we're yeah. talking about such athlete and he, as we're talking on the phone, he's checking out the Instagram. He's checking the the platforms and you could tell that right there at that moment, he already made a decision. Like, is the conversation right. worth it? Because, okay, yeah, the, the athlete has a big following and uh, right. it looks interesting. And even though... It, the, the athlete might be very good and have all the results, but if he d- didn't have that, then that's it. You are already lost in that conversation. <laughs> it's it's pretty. Interesting I can think of a
0: number it, of athletes. <laughs> that, right. Like, why did you do that? You just you're making right. your agent's job harder. It's it's funny you say that though when you bring up the social media because one of my friends actually just started is going to start working with a marketing agency down in Miami and they're working with what rock nation sports. They're going to start mm-hmm. working with them to help manage the social media for these new recruits Yeah. that they're going to bring. And I, it, it just kind of had me like, wow, that's mm-hmm. really a big deal now. Yeah. You know, to not only to, to monitor, but to also help them develop some sort of presence because mm-hmm, exactly that stuff helps when we talk about, again, the marketability of the athlete and being able to grow their brand and get endorsements and now, you made me think of something when you were talking about, as far as athletes, international athletes. Mm-hmm. yeah, because w- what that made me think about were are sports that are international or have more more popularity or are bigger on the international scale. So mainly soccer, tennis. Mm-hmm. And maybe even like baseball, right? Because I think about as far as you know, athletes from the U.S., right? You have mm-hmm. some really great athletes that, from the U.S. that play those sports as well. But mm-hmm. oftentimes when there's a conversation being had around some of those sports, a lot of it is dominated by athletes who are from other countries. Like when we say tennis, when we talk about tennis, you know, one of the names that comes to mind often is Oh, my goodness. Is it Rafael Nadal? Um, yeah, you got it. Yeah, okay. okay. It. Yes. Um, that's one of the most popular players in tennis that isn't I, – I guess I'm just thinking about it in comparison to the U.S. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, we, but when you say that – I mean, IMG, U.S. company, but, again, I'm pretty sure you guys have a lot of athletes on the roster that aren't mm-hmm. from the U.S. in various sports. And mm-hmm. you know but again, they're marketable. And so when you said what you said as far as you know what country what flag they represent and mm-hmm. also their story and, and on top of the sport that they play, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. like I would I would definitely want to go to you know, Italy, Argentina or Finland mm-hmm. to, to try to find a great athlete to represent mm-hmm. that's really good at their sport and you know can really represent, their country well. So, you know, you you bring up some really interesting points when you said what you said. Being that we're in the age that we're in now, on top of all, on top of everything else that we were talking about as far as this growth and this, again, athletes expanding their brand, reaching beyond sport, obviously it's becoming an increasingly more important priority for agents. It's almost like it gives you not saying that agents didn't really serve a purpose before all of this stuff, but it's like it, it kind of gives you guys more to do <laughs> right like, yeah you guys really get to you know show your stuff and you really get to sink your teeth into all of these opportunities because like you said, agents do a lot. You guys can do a, a lot of people, they look at agents and agents, especially 'cause, especially you because know, one of the things I know I want to, we didn't touch on in the previous segment, but I'll bring up now is as far as uh, how, how Hollywood takes and glamorize being an agent. Again, having done it from experience myself, there's a lot of things that agents do that people don't see. And they just think of agents as the guys going out here and doing the negotiations, basically right. like being just a lawyer. Right. I Mm -hmm. want to read the contract, make sure everything falls in line with my client wants. And if it does, if it doesn't, we'll negotiate. If it does. okay, cool. We'll sign on a dotted line. I'm done here. Keep it moving. But no, it's a lot more than that. And yeah, with, with everything that's going on with athletes looking to expand their brand, go beyond sports and getting their hands into other things and, you know, getting those endorsement deals and things of that nature, it requires an agent to be able to, to help do all of that stuff. Right. But,
1: but sorry to interrupt, but if I can just jump in, it's important that perhaps people see that there's always this lead agent behind a, a talent or an athlete, but there's more behind it. There's, there's a really big team around these athletes, especially today when you mentioned that there's now a lot more that it comes into play when when we have to try to appeal for a brand sometimes these tennis players they have they have three agents you have the agent that uh, travels the world with the player they have the agent that is based in the local country that is constantly moving contacting the the local brands you have the other agent that is doing the day-to-day so it's it's really important that you put a, a team a strong team around the athlete that each person that is involved, it's really an expert on their own field because, like they say, you know, you're always as strong as your your weakest leg or your weakest link. So it's very important to to know that it's not a one man job. It's there's always a big team and a strong team behind a I- iconic athlete. If you mentioned Rafael Nadal, not don't work with him personally or anything, but. I've seen his team and, and there's a lot of people around him and they do a good job and everybody is just an expert on their own field. So it's important. That's something that we'd like to do. And at the end, it's we, we don't like to take the credit because, again, we're just doing a little small piece of what it takes to to bring someone up and, and pro- really protect an athlete. And And I think agencies do it a lot. IMG recognizes... Sometimes the the whole team behind it and and mentions everybody that 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 was involved in in opportunity in in success story. So um, yeah, I'm proud to say that uh, IMG does that and really recognize it. And also, side note, uh, we have offices around over 32 countries, and our tennis division. Wow. We 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 have yeah we have agents that are. are Basically, we cover all territories. So we have an agent that is based in China. We have another one in the UK, one in Brazil, two in LA, two in Miami. We have one in Australia, one in Spain. So for us, it's very important because then that means that we can cover all the territories. My territory would be South America and also the U.S. U.S. is such a big and important market for us, of course, but Mm. South America, because I'm from Mexico originally, and I played, grew up playing uh, tennis, uh, playing tennis in Mexico, and so I was able to develop a very good network throughout my young career with a lot of the clubs, uh, coaches, and tennis players in those countries. So it, I think that's that's the one thing that I really wanted to emphasize, just for people to realize that it's a whole army that goes behind this, especially the the already established players. When you work with a younger player that is just coming up transitioning yeah it's fine you don't you don't need to have five people around them you know you you want to advise them you want to give them the uh, motivation the uh, experience but uh, at that time it's all about development they need to develop because then if they don't make it then there's no point of everything else so it's it's very interesting and i really enjoy working with the younger athletes too every every stage of an athlete in the tennis career it's different and and it's fun and it's, it's interesting
0: wow appreciate thank you for that insight <laughs> No worries. all right now for the interview i'm really excited about this really been learning a lot <laughs> from you <Iwan. laughs> no we're <worries>. gonna <laughs> we're gonna go ahead and dive into the interview so that the listeners can uh, learn a little mm-hmm. bit more about you and your time at ING and also learn a little bit about you know, how you go about finding your clients and your relationship with mm-hmm. them. So you kind of touched on this towards the end of the previous segment. What what exactly led you to become sports agent?
1: Yes, and thank you for that question. I, actually, I did mention a little bit on, on the previous segment because I, I was tennis player myself growing up. My whole life revolved around tennis ever since I was tennis uh, sorry 10 years old um, grew up playing tournaments and uh, try to become a professional that was that was always my dream so just having that in me really pushed me to try to do my best and stick to something a uh, profession that would somehow be related to sports and to tennis and i was lucky to to have a good opportunity with with img academy first uh, which is img academy you can argue that it's one of the best sports academy in the world especially in tennis big history in tennis and so i was fortunate enough to get an opportunity there and i was able to get to know some of the agents start a relationship with the players and opportunity came out again i never thought myself as, as a tennis agent but it was a good timing and yeah i guess my experience and network and spanish background also played a role and presented that opportunity i i really consider myself a little bit lucky because i know a lot of people that oh, close friends that would try to now become agents but it's it's a small business it's a small world and you can be good <laughs> but you also need to have a little bit of luck to have the timing of some some yeah. agency really looking for for help yeah, that, that's very important too.
0: Yeah, it's a tight knit group. I, <laughs> it is. I could, yeah, I could definitely uh, attest to that from my experience as well. So, you spoke highly of them. And so, I, I know this is going to, you're going to have some great things to say. I, so, give us a little bit of insight as to what's been your experience with IMG. Yeah.
1: Well, as mentioned, I mean, it all started with IMG, right? With Mark McCormack, uh, starting with his client, Arnott Palmer. That was 1960, and then, you know, the rest is history. Now it's it's become a powerhouse. Tennis is always been a forte of IMG. My own experience trying to develop as an agent, you start as an assistant, right? So you always, you have this already established agent, a senior agent that is your mentor. Uh, you get to play with the most well-known and respected agencies in the tennis industry. Mm -hmm. And perhaps some of them, they're no longer with IMG, but they all went through IMG. Some agents, they went out of IMG with some of the players to create their own thing. But at the end, they started IMG and they went through the system. So just the experience that you have, the know-how, resources that you can absorb from such agency are just key for your development uh, as an agent. When you have a, a very strong tennis agent team covering all the regions like I just described around the world, and also we have a, a great leader right now. We're we're led by Max Eisenberg, who is the longtime agent of Maria Sharapova and Lina and ever ever oh, wow. since he Yeah, ever since he took over. One of his goals was to create a more more unity within the team, a lot of teamwork in our division and, and I'm proud to say that he's really achieved that.
0: You don't hear that a lot at agencies.
1: (laughs) No, 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 not a lot, not a lot. And he's such an experienced agent and himself, even himself, he recognized that at some point he was, he was a little bit selfish with, with his own clients and he had a big client. So he forgot sometimes uh, about his colleagues and maybe how he could help some of his colleagues. So this has brought just a different uh, atmosphere in our team. And it only makes us stronger, to be honest, because, Perhaps, you know, I'm based in Miami, but one of my clients would be traveling to Spain, and he's playing a tournament in Spain, and I can call my colleague that it's there, and he'll take over my client as his client, and he'll look out for him, and, and if there's an opportunity, he'll be happy to to explode it and to to look out for now his best, the best interest of my client per se. But at the end, you know, it's we're a team, and the clients are represented by IMG, they're not represented by... Juan Acuña, for example. So that's something that it's very important to really remind yourself because at the end, we a team, we're a division. And if one of our agents is killing it, then it looks good on, on everybody
0: else. That's good. I love that whole mantra of being a team. That really speaks volumes to me. Again, knowing how the agency business can be. That really says a lot about how you guys function as an organization. Yeah. So for you, how, how do you go about finding your clients there's
1: all, always different angles that you can that you can try to focus on to to find the, the talents but you want to start early you want to try to find them at that early age so you can get the opportunity to build a relationship with with the players right but it's very easy to determine today what are the best junior tournaments in the world they're very prestigious they're very well well known so there's five or six around the world that you know that all the best tennis players, the young ones, even on a 12, year, 12 years old, 14 years old, they're going to be there. So you want to make sure that you're there. And then you you watch them and whoever you like, the, if you see the personality, if you see if they represent that interesting country, uh, you start balancing everything. How's the family? Who's the decision maker? and then you put all in a balance and then you start talking to the to the family talking to the players getting to know them there's so much that also can go wrong from 12 years old to 18 years old right so you oh, don't yeah. want to just go on and sign 12 years a 12 year old tennis player unless you're mm-hmm. 100% sure that he has that team around him already but if you don't know then you you need to be a little bit careful because you need to be stay close and obs- uh, really observe his environment because he could be the best, the strongest tennis player, but if he's not well surrounded, even the pa- the parents, sometimes the parents could be a little bit destructive to the to the player's career. That all plays a role and that's why it's important to, if you want to avoid the circus of having to fight against all the other agencies to try to get the attention of the player when he's already like established and well-known you better go and start finding them at at this age when when you get to build a relationship and at the end people are loyal and they're going to stick to you if, if you've been with them throughout the career before they were even good
0: that's some that's really good insight too so when it comes to you and your clients how would you describe your relationship with the clients you currently work with now
1: I think it's good. It's it's interesting because they're from, it depends the culture they're from, right? It depends where they're from. Myself being from from Mexico, you know, Latin America, they have a different way of interacting. Uh, I have a player from Colombia. So when it comes to going there and interacting with the family, you know, you're part of the family. You know, they want you close. They want to, they see you, they hug you. They want you as part of the family. At the same time, I'm dealing with clients from Japan. It's a different culture, right? It's a little bit more, not uh, distant, yeah. but not in a, in, a, in a bad way. It's more, uh, yeah, you, you want to have your distance, right? You want to give them this respect,
0: mm-hmm.
1: give them a little bit, the just acknowledge where they come from and uh, respect all the customs, right? They, not, they wouldn't be comfortable if I just go and, and hug the, let's say, grandma at, uh, you know, at the dinner or something. It could look bad to be honest. You know, even even when you're doing business with different cultures, it's very important that you try to understand first the culture, where they come from, because that could be a a deal breaker if you're not respectful to that. So I think one of my virtues and, and strengths is being able to really identify these angles that are crucial to for the athlete to respect and to be able to feel comfortable around me. I overthink a lot. And for some things, that's not that great, but for other things, it's good. You don't really end up messing up or saying something that you shouldn't have done it because it, it's just not adequate for the, for that person or that culture. So I'm confident to say my relationships are, are strong with each one of them. And also their personalities can be different. Some of them, they're they're shy. Some of them, they like to talk and they call you to even just tell you about the day or about that breakup. And you just got to be there. But there's some others that they don't really want to share that with you, so you just need to understand where each one of them come from, their personalities, and try to mold yourself towards what they need without changing your identity, of course, you know like because right. they can a, a player can really sense when someone is just being genuine or when you're faking it and we just when you're just not really being yourself. It's another area that I really love, just getting close to the client, the athlete, but you always have to remember that at the end they're your clients first and friends they're, they're first your clients and above everything else and there's always going to have to be that respect and that boundary to really make it work
0: that is really interesting stuff and <laughs> that's great stuff too that really is that, right. it, it also speaks to you know the kind of person that you are so it definitely from, you know what i'm hearing definitely sounds like you're going about the right way from my experience that's pretty much the approach I would I like to take as well and you know definitely mm-hmm. understanding that that relationship mm-hmm. is critical. Mm-hmm. So making sure that there's that mutual level of respect and yeah all exactly. that kind of good stuff. So that was great. I really enjoyed having you on. Really great conversation. Great. I think the listeners definitely got a lot out of this one. Oh, so No worries, no. and
1: there's there's a lot more to talk about, but we could definitely do a, a dip in a oh, different occasion Oh yeah, oh, um, you're
0: bec- definitely gonna yeah. have to have you back on. In the I'd love to. Keep oh, that's talking for sure. About <laughs> it.
1: Yes, it's it's great for me. It's fun. It's fun to really share with all yeah. the people this this very interesting uh, profession that is still like not
0: well known in yeah. out there, you know, in the world. So yeah. um, it's it's good. Yeah, you definitely. You definitely gave me a lot of great insight. I'm literally right. over here just thinking like, wow, like this is, I, I don't think I've ever gotten this deep with yeah. someone that is an agent. Like, you know, I've, I've spoken with a lot of agents, but not on this level. So, you right. know, to have this conversation with you, like I said, very insightful. Um, definitely got my brain going and thinking about some things and, you know, right. again, learned, learned a lot, learned a lot. So, you know, I really, again, you know, really appreciate you, you know, taking time. Well, your
1: very happy to, to hear that. You know. Really really happy. <laughs> Thank you very much for having me. And if I can yeah. make a, a recommendation, please. There is this the the book where I actually I also learned a lot from this the agent story. Uh, it's called Players by Matthew Futterman. And, um, there's that's the history pretty much of how the agent agency world started. Uh, with not only tennis, but also the different sports. So, Players, Matthew Futterman, it's a great book. It gives you a lot of insight, and it's fun. You, you really have fun learning about this topic.
0: Yeah, I had to write that one down. I definitely have to take and check that one out. Yeah. So, yeah, thank, thank, thanks for that, and thank you again for coming on the saying Show. Thank um, you for the invitation. <laughs> so, you guys, you're, you're listening to the saying Show, the show about nothing and everything be sure to rewind and you know definitely take some notes especially for those of you that are interested in getting into sports or interested in getting into the sports business and you know check out that book too so this is the same show the show about nothing and everything and until next time we're out